Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Taz Show on this Tuesday edition. Thank you very much for listening live at TazShow.com or the Radio.com app. Or maybe listening to the podcast version at TuneIn, iTunes, or Spotify, or on the Radio.com app, or at TazShow.com, or at Radio.com. There's a lot of spots. You guys are pulling the show in your life. I appreciate you. I love you. You want to call the show, you can do it. 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. Mike Johnson, the PW Insider Report, will be on later on today. Now, Raw, last night, I have a lot to say about it. I'm getting right into it. I got to tell you. I've done a lot of shows. Today's show is number 492 as we close in on show 500. What do we have planned for show 500? Absolutely nothing. That's the first thing. Second of all, my point in telling you how many shows I've done, I've done a lot of shows, which I'm proud of every one of them, and I'm proud of the team and the audience and everybody. I'm excited for every show. I love what I do. I wake up every day loving to do my show. I got to tell you, last night, I was tempted to run down to the Rage Cave, turn on all the lights, and just go live. I was just, I could not wait to, to get into this show today because of Raw and many of the things that happened on Raw. Now, I'm going to say some things probably that will <laughs> upset a couple of folks in WWE. And that doesn't mean I hated the show because I did not hate the show. I thought the show was entertaining. I thought it was pretty good. So I, 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 <clears throat> I'm I, not going to ask WWE for my three hours back. I'm not doing that. I, I had no problem with the show. It was a go-home to Survivor Series. I think it was a good go-home to Survivor Series. And they got a loaded card, just about, for Survivor Series. Now, the card keeps changing and changing and changing and changing. The revolving door known as Let's Book the traditional Survivor Series 5-on-5 man match. Mm-mm-mm. Dennis, is it just me or does it keep on changing? I feel like where the original card came out a month ago and where it at now, I feel like just about every match has changed. Mm. That was the biz dev guy you just heard, ladies and gentlemen. The audio producer of the Taz Show, Dennis Jones, the Lumberjack. Yes. So, he's an expert on nothing. Uh, deli meats. Consumption of deli meats and cured meats, yes. I digress. So the thing is, I'm I'm I sat there and I, I scratched my head at a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff. I, I don't even know where to start. And I'm not starting at the beginning. Don't say, well, the best place to start is at the beginning. No, no. 
I'm not starting at the beginning. I don't want to start at the beginning. I don't. I don't. I don't. Because there is no beginning. There's just things that I feel when I watch the show. Bray Wyatt. Who did this guy piss off? Who? He had to piss somebody off. Or someone doesn't like him. And a lot of people have been saying it a while about him. And I've kind of disagreed. And he got the push. He's getting a ton of TV time. There ain't no doubt about that. Last night, did nothing for him. Last night, Bray Wyatt was overlooked, did a job that I don't want to say hurts him, because I always believe in that you always can bounce back if the company wants you to back back, bounce back. So I don't want to be drastic here. He was overlooked, number one. When I mean overlooked, I'm talking about for that five-on-five Survivor Series matchup. That's when I say overlooked. Not only was he overlooked, he was used. He was used not once but twice. He was used to get over Jason Jordan, and then he was used to get the heat on Jason Jordan's leg so he can't compete in the 5-on-5 traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Bray Wyatt, if I'm him, I ain't too happy today. I'm annoyed at what they call the office. Honestly. They did not do him any, any good at all. He was a catalyst. He was just a, he was used to set a lane for Triple H, which I will get into shortly, Triple H. For those that don't know, because I know, and Dennis, this might surprise you or Anthony, there are a lot of fans and people that listen to the Taz show or watch my show. Well, listen, we're doing audio right now. Um, That don't watch Raw anymore. They listen to the Taz show, and they kind of get their updates. Did you know this, Dennis? I did not, and that does surprise me. I am a content provider. That does not surprise me. That's why you are the biz dev guy. Here's the thing. If you didn't watch Raw, Jason Jordan was supposed to be, you know, he's been promoted uh, as, not you know, been booked, promoted, pushed, whatever, to be on the team, on the Raw team with Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, and Finn Balor. Well, he's no longer on that team. If you did not watch Raw, Triple H now is on the 5-on-5 traditional Survivor Series uh, elimination match. (laughs) So, do I think that Bray Wyatt should have been used the way he was used? No. Do I think that anyone's talking about Bray Wyatt today? No. Do I think about that after people maybe hear what I'm saying about Bray Wyatt, how he was used, that some people will talk about him today? Yes. So what I'm getting at is no one expected me or anybody to come out and talk about Bray Wyatt about Raw. Right or wrong, Dennis? You didn't expect to hear that. Absolutely did not expect. You agree with what I'm saying from a fan perspective about him? Oh, yes. And obviously I'm a huge Bray fan, so it, it's a I have a heavy heart today. He was just – now, he did his job. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and, and look, I, I, I got to make sure I make that clear, and I've said this in the past many times. You, you, you show up to work. You do your job. It, it's not about what you want or what the fans want at the end of the day. It's about what the company wants, Vince McMahon, the writing team, Stephanie, Hunter. It's about what they want, okay, at the end of the day. Yeah, they could tell you it's about what the fans want. They can tell you that. But at the end of the day, it's about what they want. They're paying. They are paying 
the talent. They're under talents under contract to them. Most of them making six figures and some making seven figures a year. So they're getting paid a lot of money to do their job. And that never changes. I've always said this. It's just like you show up to work and you work at McDonald's and you want to cook fish sandwiches and they want you to cook Big Macs. Well, no, I want to cook. No, you got to cook Big Macs. No, no, no. Well, then you're not. You're gone. You do your job. You do what you're supposed to do. So Bray Wyatt's got nothing. He's got to do his job. And he did. And he was used as the heater to get heat on Jason Jordan. So now what are you going to do? You're going to do a little angle, a little storyline with Bray Wyatt and Jason Jordan or no, – I'm not even going to get into that. But, I mean, it seems like this could be a – there's a lot of conspiracy theories or creative decisions to go towards, which I'll get in down the road, like Jason Jordan turning heel, which I've talked about for a while, <laughs> which is something they, sh- can, they should do to save this guy's career there in WWE. He really needs to be a heel now. Um, last night, I, I, I mean, I'm just – Besides the Bray Wyatt, I mean, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was completely put down from segment one to the end of the friggin' show from Stephanie and then Triple H. All right, so maybe they're going to go towards a WrestleMania match with Triple H versus Kurt Angle, which I don't think they should do. Two guys in the twilight of their career in a massive match, would I be shocked? No. Would it be a good match? Yes. Will people want to see it? Yes. But I think about other things, and I think about the younger wrestlers in the locker room. And I thought about those younger wrestlers or wrestlers in their prime in the locker room that were in the locker room last night at Raw. Because they had to watch Triple H get a spot in this five-on-five traditional Survivor Series elimination match. A covered spot. So they took a young guy on the come-up and pulled him out to put Triple H in there. Well, look, I can't argue. Obviously, it's a much bigger match with Triple H in it as opposed to Jason Jordan. I agree. Um, I think that that match could have been used to really turn, like, you know, Jason Jordan heel. So he cost that team and his dad storyline the match to Shane McMahon's Smackdown team okay that's what they could have done with Jason Jordan that's not happening now oh yes yeah they could still turn Jason Jordan heel I don't know what they can do with him um not only did they make Kurt Angle just look horrible last night but they really made Jason Jordan just look like a punk okay so but but the worst thing is is the Kurt Angle thing because Kurt He's got all this credibility. You just put him in your Hall of Fame. He's the most credible guy on a shoot in our industry's history, let's be frank. And uh, he's a 13 or 14-time world champion, an Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> and somehow, someway, they managed to make him look bad last night. With Stephanie coming out and just undressing him again, I understand he's subservient to Stephanie. And then when Triple H comes out, he's subservient to Triple H. It's just it's just not what you want to do with your general manager and the guy leading this SmackDown team and a guy with the credibility, ability of Kurt Angle. It's just dumb. Dumb. And it was all 
to give that spotlight there at the end of the day to, to Triple H, to his character. Let's be frank. That, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's what that was for, to get that pop and to put him in the match. Look, was it a, a good TV moment? Yes. Yes. But as far as the story, I'm not sorry, the character of Kurt Angle, fine. You know what? I'm okay with if you want to have Triple H come out and do what he did and and, and fine. But earlier with the stuff with Stephanie and, and, and Kurt uh, compounded with the Triple H stuff, ah, God, it's too much. Too much on Kurt. That's bad for him. Bad. I didn't like that. And again, I understand, well, maybe there's a story arc. Maybe the end of the arc, the end of the rainbow is Triple H versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Could be. Could be. Could be. I guess that's why you had Triple H just completely destroy Jason Jordan with a pedigree right in front of his stepdad or dad, whatever Kurt Angle is supposed to be. Right in front of him. They didn't have Kurt do anything. Come on, man. This is like 2001 all over again here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Triple H is a huge star. There ain't no doubt about it. He got a great pop. There ain't no doubt about it. He always gets a great pop. Ain't no doubt about it. You know why he always gets a great pop? Because shit's designed for him to get a great pop. <laughs> it's built that way. They they show him very little. Less is more. It's perfectly booked for him to get the good pop. And he's a star. Ain't no doubt about it. Like I said before, and I'll say it again. I'll say it tomorrow. I'll say it next week. Triple H makes that five-on-five traditional Survivor Series elimination match much bigger. Ain't no doubt about that. Ain't no doubt about it. As opposed to Jason Jordan. No doubt. But you got some pretty big stars on that Raw team. From Finn to Joe to Braun to Kurt. That could have helped Jason Jordan. I, in essence, was happy that Jason Jordan was not going to be in the match because I do think it will make the match better without with him not being in it. Triple H being the guy, I don't think I don't think that should be the way they should have went. Bray Wyatt being the guy is a different story because he's a guy in his current career, in his current success. I think Bray Wyatt was done wrong by. I really do. And that's why I mentioned him right away. I I don't I listen. I I firmly believe a guy like Kurt Angle, you know, you, you gotta do a lot to him to take his credibility off him. And I'm not saying that happened. I don't think it's possible to take that credibility off Kurt Angle. And I'm not saying WWE did let that last night, because they didn't. I'm not saying Triple H did that or Stephanie, because they didn't. I'm not I don't I don't exaggerate. That's not how I feel. But they kind of prostituted him as um <laughs> as a gullible sucker. Shit, man. I've been saying turn Jason Jordan heel. Now I'm something. Turn Kurt Angle heel. <laughs> Holy cow. Turn Kurt Angle heel. <laughs> that was crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. And speaking of Bray Wyatt, by the way, this is a side note. Where's Sister Abigail? Right? Didn't he? Before he got... Right or wrong, Dennis. Before he got sick or whatever, didn't he 
didn't he wasn't he acting like Sister Abigail with the whole Finn thing? And then it just they just ignored that now, right? That's just gone. She clearly died with uh, Bray Wyatt's sickness. That was obvious. So that's just gone. Yeah, that's just that's just gone, right? Because I didn't hear nothing. I did. I mean, the only time I heard the word Sister Abigail was when he hit his when he went for his finish. Uh, where where it happened to Sister Abigail? <clears throat> I don't understand. They just completely. That's like when Dustin Rhodes. Uh, about a month ago, wrestled as Dustin Rhodes and not Goldust. And that whole match and show on Raw, he was Dustin Rhodes. And then all of a sudden, he's back to just being Goldust out of nowhere. That's what, let me tell you, Dennis, that's what fans years ago, before the whole internet and all this shit, and when it was just literally the dirt sheets, you know, newsletters that went, that's what hardcore wrestling fans used to complain about with wrestling, not just WWE, inconsistent booking. Where they don't, there's no consistency and there's no follow up, and you just blow it off like, ah, oh, this didn't work. Let's let's try something different. That's that's what we're going back to now. It seems a little bit, which is not good. But you know what pisses that? Off? Know why that pisses people off, Dennis? Uh, I'm gonna guess because it, it, the fans feel like, oh, the higher ups think we're idiots. Like we're just that's gonna. Right. It's insult your intelligence. That's exactly right. And the fans are right because it does insult their intelligence. It does. Put Bray Wyatt in a match. Keep Jason Jordan in a match and, and turn him heel. How about Elias? I'll walk with Elias. Put him in the match. Who wants to walk with Elias? Really? I, I, I don't, for me, I just don't. I don't get. I don't. I don't understand. I understand, but I don't understand. You know what I mean? I understand why it makes it a bigger match. And and Stephanie basically told you this in her character in the first segment when she's at the Kurt. Okay, I'm not paraphrasing. She said, "Well, basically, my brother added uh, John Cena, and uh, you added Jason Jordan." Like, so right there too, it makes Jason Jordan just look like a punk bitch. Right or wrong? One hundred percent. And let's make Jason Jordan look even worse when the friggin' guy comes out limping and he's begging his dad to let me stay in the match. He's showing that desire. What do they have him say? Go back and watch it. What does he say? I'll tell you what he says. He goes, they have him saying, Dad, please let me in. This is when he walks out, courage in the ring. This is like segment 10 towards the end. Please let me back in. Put me in the match. Don't take me out. Please don't take me out of the match. This is the only time Raw and SmackDown go against each other one time a year. They have them do the plug. The plug that everybody's been doing about the fucking Survivor Series. <laughs> Holy shit. How unreal is that? Not real. Not realism. Oh, Hall of Fame, thanks for coming. Oh, no. It happened that it's... You Not cannot today. get an orange tuxedo, Dennis. Sorry, you were going to come as my friend, and you are not coming to the event. Because I'm not going. Uh, damn you, WWE. My wife in tears. She I, she dyed her wedding gown. It was white. Now it's orange. Damn. Not happening. Mm-mm-mm. Go to Kansas. Jeffrey, you're on the Taz Show. How can I help you, pal? 
Hey, how's it going, Taz? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I was wanting to talk about Triple H and how, like, on uh, Raw and stuff, you know, he's a bad guy, but in NXT and everywhere else, you know, everybody loves him and he's still great. I, I was going to get to that. And you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody loves him and he's great, but, like, like he's got a split personality. Yeah, no, you're, dude, you are 100% correct, and I agree. Uh, you know who really loves him, Jeffrey? You know who really loves him? It's it's the wrestlers in NXT, the younger wrestlers. Triple H, he's the best. They say he's the best. He's a mentor. He teaches them, and he gives them opportunity. And, you know, that's true, Jeffrey. That is true. And and he does treat those people, those kids, really good, those young wrestlers. He really does. Okay? And, and a lot of them that are on Raw now, they sat in the locker room and watched the monitor while he got the spotlight. Think about that. So that's how it goes, brother. And Jeffrey, thank you for calling. And that's how it goes. So Dennis, did you sit on that? What I just said to you. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I follow that. That makes sense. Great. You're so smart. You thought of that. Why'd you think of that? Because you're smart. Anthony, I don't even want to talk to you anymore, Dennis. Uh, and and how are you, sir? I'm good. What's going on, boss? Your boy's really. I'm trying to give him an opportunity to play co-host a little bit, and it's not working. Dropping the um, ball. He usually tries to take over, and now when you're giving him a shot, he's choking. He's got no bite. He's got nothing. I hear myself. I'm hearing echoes again. I'm hearing voices, and I don't know. I'm hearing voices in my head. So, right. Thanks, Ann, for joining us. Um, so, yeah, I've heard so much for so long how it, it is, you know, these younger wrestlers in NXT – they love and they adore Triple H, and 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 they should. He does give them opportunity, and I know he helps them, and gives them advice. And I I know that Triple H is probably awesome at that. I've put him over a lot out here on the show for how great of a job he does with the NXT. Dennis, have I not done that? Countless times. Exactly, sir. Exactly. But this is not the first time that this feeling has went through me when I've watched Triple H on Raw, whenever he is on there, or a big pay-per-view, that I do think, and I've never said it, of those younger talents, and not the ones that are currently still in NXT, but the ones that are on Raw now. Um, if you think, like uh, Apollo, Apollo Crews, he's on uh, Raw, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's not used often, but he's on Raw. So he's on Raw. Now, he was pushed pretty good. He was pushed pretty good in NXT. Just one guy off the top of my head. See, what happens is he's sitting there watching a monitor close to 11 p.m. Eastern while Triple H comes out and the character cuts off Kurt Angle's balls and and then he pedigrees, uh, you know, Pedigree's Jason Jordan. So, like, I'm just using Apollo Crews just as an example. A talented superstar who, you know, I know he don't cut great promos, but how can anybody throw a flag on the guy's work rate? The guy is a tremendous worker. So he's just one talent that had sat back there backstage and watched Triple H get the spotlight at pushing 50 years old. That's what happened there. Not wrong. That's what happened. That's just one guy. You know, uh, if 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 you're Finn or Samoa Joe, yeah, they're in the Survivor Series matchup. But who's getting the big push in the match? 
I'm the last guy in the match. Just go home for Survivor Series. The boss, Triple H. I'm calling it like I see it. It's that simple. I've said, the, I think I said this last time I said it publicly. Remember we did that big uh, big bamboozle before Brooklyn? No, that was your tour, right? No, the big bamboozle before Brooklyn was uh, the Friday before NXT and SummerSlam at the Barclays. Correct, sir. I was testing you. You passed. Thank you. That was a test. You understand that, right? I was testing you. Anthony, did you see I just tested him? You saw what just happened. He did well. He did. He did. He uh, he passed. Dead air coming soon in 2018. It's going to be bad. So, uh, okay. I had Mike Johnson in the studio. We were in the big fancy studio, Midtown Manhattan. Good old JR, the Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer. He was in the studio. I think Katie was in there at that time. And JR, somebody brought up NXT. I think it was JR. <clears throat> put put over, I mean, whatever. I can't remember what happened. Triple H or the wrestlers. And then I made a comment. Dennis, you might remember this. I said something along the lines of, I don't remember my exact words. Well, I know uh, I know Triple H. They know I know they know Triple H, the the mentor, the teacher. I know Triple H, the competitor. <laughs> Big difference. So what I mean by that is, when I say competitor, I'm talking about someone that you're not wrestling against. This is not a shoot. This is all a work. I'm talking about the competitor in the locker room, the inside game of the wrestling business, the political part of the business. That's what I'm talking about. If, for those of you don't, that don't know what I'm talking about, I know that Triple H, and he's not the only fella that's been like that in the business. There's been a lot of them. Um, so two different animals there <laughs> uh, when it comes to that gentleman. Uh, he's an excellent mentor. He's done an excellent job. With those young talents, but. You know, if you if if they give him the opportunity, or he or he gets the opportunity because either he wants it, or him and his his father-in-law worked it out, or whatever the reasons are, whoever's idea it was, when that happens and Triple H gets a chance to lace his boots up, he's gonna he's gonna not just take the spotlight from any young guy. He's gonna he's gonna eat up the spotlight, eat it up. So maybe they go in WrestleMania, what, which could be. Big, epic match, and this could be the catalyst to it, with Triple H and Shane McMahon. That could be the other way they're going. Okay? So that's why they want Triple H, or Triple H wants it, or whoever wants him in the Survivor Series match. So basically, what's the deal? Was Jason Jordan just a red herring? All the switching we've seen with this match, what, what, like, you know, like, was it inconsistent booking? Was it not? We saw it with the tag team titles where it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? And it's the Usos now versus R and Sheamus. Like everything, you know, we've seen changes left and right here. So were these just red herrings? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like I, I'm, I'm. Let me stick to the thing about this five on five match with the, the guys. That's really what I was talking about. So I, I don't know, man. I just, I just, um, I think that if 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 you're a young wrestler. Sitting there watching that monitor. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I've been in that position. Okay, I've been in that position as a veteran wrestler in that company. People could say what they want publicly, 
any of these talents. They're not going to, a lot of them aren't going to say what they really feel. I'll say it for them. They won't admit or acknowledge that. But I'm telling you the truth. The politics, you know, it's set up perfectly for what we witnessed. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, with Triple H having that major spotlight, and it goes past Survivor Series. It's bigger than the 5 on 5 traditional Survivor Series matchup. There's a bigger plan, and, you know, no matter who gets in the way as collateral damage, if it's Jason Jordan, if it's Kurt Angle, if it's Finn Balor, if it's Samoa Joe, even Braun Strowman, whoever gets in the way as collateral damage, on the other side of the fence, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, John Cena, or Nakamura, so be it. It don't matter. It's it's all about the game, as the song says. So, um, and look, I think it'll be. I think he adds to the match, like I said. So I don't need to say that anymore. I'm gonna go to break. Other side of break, I'll talk more about Monday Night Raw. I'll take a phone call too. A little while, we'll have Mike Johnson with the PW Insider Report, and uh, and we're rocking and rolling here, just getting it going on the Taz Show on this Tuesday edition. Sit tight. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little uh, Tuesday edition talking raw. I'm going to talk a little about Paul Heyman's promo here in a second. First, I'm going to tell you about support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part is it's very simple. No stress, no aggravation, nothing. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence that you need to make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com. Dot com slash Taz, equal housing lended, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's Rock and Mortgage. That's right. So um, we got a lot of people calling the show already. Uh, well, shouldn't say already. Since segment one, it's been busy. The phones, I will get to the phones in a second. going to talk about Paul Heyman's promo. Um, going to definitely going to, this got a lot of buzz. So I have a lot to say about that. But first, let me talk to, uh, my man Glenn on uh, Strong Island. Glenn, you're on the Taz show. What's up there, homie? Hey, how you doing, Taz? Glenn, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I just wanted to call. Uh, this, I hope I did. I hope I'm not interrupting stuff. I lost the last five minutes, but um, just on the Jason Jordan, uh, Jason Jordan, and uh, getting you know Triple H taking his spot. Um, I just wanted your opinion on uh, who. You, I just, I just have a feeling. That someone, or, or and I guess an opinion, that someone either uh, I could either see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn costing uh, SmackDown the match, or yes. even possibly a Jason Jordan costing Raw the match, 
or uh, maybe even both. I, I'm just curious uh, what your take on it, who you think that would benefit more. Do you think it would benefit well, Jason I, Jordan, obviously turning on his dad, or right, uh, right. or you think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Because I don't know. Very well. I, I, think, I, I think it depends what happens tonight. You know what I mean, Glenn? And thank you for calling. I think it depends what happens tonight with, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because, you know, we don't know what the backstory is because they got you know sent home from that European tour and and like I talked about last week it could be a little bit of a work there where they're setting this thing up because they're the, the disgruntled members and they're not with SmackDown so they they're resting a new day tonight so I, what I would do is just have them do a clean job to the new day simple clean job and don't give them any mic time nothing and then it looks like these guys got real heat with the company. And then come Sunday, have them cost Shane McMahon's team, the SmackDown team, the match against Raw. I wouldn't have it be Jason Jordan. What I would do with Jason Jordan, um, and then I would repackage him, have him go away for just a short time, and have him come back as a real pissed-off, crazy heel. I would even do something as crazy as um, put him under a hood where you don't know who he is, and he's he's causing all this havoc, and, and, and this is just me spitballing. Causing all this havoc somehow, and he's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, a, a thorn in, in, in Kurt Angle's side, as the cliche goes. And then uh, somehow, some way, it ends up coming out that it's it's under the hood. He takes the hood off, or whatever, and it's Jason Jordan. Somehow, I would do it that way, where he gets back at Kurt, and then uh, and I I would do a match with Kurt versus Jason Jordan at WrestleMania if you could build up enough heat for him for Jason Jordan. And have uh, Jason Jordan beat Kurt Angle if you really want to make the guy at WrestleMania. That's what I would do. Um, you like that there, fancy, uh, fancy uh, biz dev guy? Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Jason so, Jordan just doesn't do it for me. He doesn't do it for you now. When he's a heel, he will. Trust I me. think. Uh, what Trust was that? me. Listen, don't blow me off. I'm not one of your friends in the bar. I'm giving you free advice here. Don't just say, I think, well, I, no, no, don't blow me off, okay? You're lucky I'm even spitballing wrestling with you, okay? That's right. the first I thing. appreciate that. I appreciate that. So don't, don't, so don't, so take in what I'm saying to you and absorb it, sir. Take it in and absorb it. Don't just blow me off. I'm fucking 30 years in the game, son. Come on. Blow me off. What? What? How, what are you, nuts? <laughs> I feel like I should have just went with Ditto there. Should have just. Cut your own mic off. Cut your big toe off while you're at it. Ah! All my toes are big. I got fat feet. Rumor has it, your pinky toe is the same exact size as your big toe. That's what I heard. Like your all your toes are just big, fat toes that are exactly the same size. Kind of like a caveman. That is confirmed. Chunky foot Jones. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I, I, would, um, I would definitely... Go the route of to, you know, I, I again, it depends if it's work or legitimate heat on Sammy and Kevin right now. So tonight we'll tell the story. I would have, like I said, if there is no legitimate heat on them, and this is part of a storyline with them coming home from Europe and the Randy Orton, Kevin Owens exchange, all that, I would have them not get any mic time, just have them not even get an entrance. I'd have them both in the ring when they come back from break and give the entrance to the New Day, wrestle the match, and and don't make it that competitive, and I'd have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lose the match. 
And people are like, what the hell? And just and just the announcers would not talk a lot about Kevin and Sammy. Almost forget everything. And it looks like they got legitimate heat. And you don't put a spotlight on anything. You don't give them a platform. You have them do the honors on the way out the door, as the old expression goes. But they're not really out the door. It looks like they are, but they're not. And then you have them come and cost on Sunday the uh, the SmackDown team. You know, that type of thing. So it's a, it's a rouge. You're working the, the hardcore fans, too. And it's hard to work the hardcore fans, but you got to know how to do that. And I think what I just gave them was another free idea how to do it. So, um, seriously, like that works for me. Uh, so, uh, we'll go to uh, New Jersey. Talk to Miguel. Uh, Miguel, what's up? Hey, hey, Taz, how's it going, bud? Yeah, you know, all right. What's up? How can I help you, buddy? Um, I wanted to uh, see what your thoughts are on uh, on this idea for Triple H versus Kurt. I was hearing you before saying that. And I kind of agree with you. At WrestleMania, you're kind of taking up a big spotlight match where, you know, some younger talent could go ahead and, you know, go for WrestleMania. So what do you think about the idea of them going at the Royal Rumble instead? Give them two solid months worth of build. Who going at the Royal Triple H and Kurt? Yeah, that was the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's fine. I, I, yeah, I think you could do that for sure. Um, I think the big picture is, I mean, what's the bigger match, Miguel? I mean, is the bigger match at WrestleMania Triple H versus Shane or Triple H versus Kurt? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, my this is just obviously my idea, but if you have Triple H versus Kurt at the Royal Rumble... Sir, sir, just answer my question. Of... What's, what's the bigger idea? What's the bigger match? Tell me, the, just answer me, please. I have a, listen, Miguel, I have people that work on my staff that can't give me yes or no simple answers. They have to give me long-winded answers. So <laughs> I, I'm used to this, but I really don't want to deal with it. So just, I'll let you say what you have to say, but first answer my question, please. What's the bigger match, Triple H versus Shane or Triple H versus Kurt Angle for WrestleMania? I'd say Triple H versus Kurt. I think you're crazy. You really? You don't you don't think so? You're out of your mind. And I'll tell you why you're out of your mind. Triple H Please. versus Shane is ten times bigger than Triple H versus Kurt. You know why? Because it's real it's real life there. It's it's the son in law versus the son. Are you kidding me? It's maybe because I've worked in a company for so long, I I you know, I know how it's it's it, it's it, it, really, it's it's a, such an easy storyline. I could hear Vince or someone or Triple H, Triple H saying as the heel to Shane, I'm the son your dad never had. Could you imagine that line, bro? Yeah, man. That, now I'm thinking about it, that'd be pretty damn cool. Dennis, weigh in. It's 100% without a doubt Triple H versus Shane. The family... It, the family aspect alone, and make Stephanie pick between the two, the, the whole thing. It, it. Oh, you just uh, that line I just said is money. God, Triple H as the heel saying that, or Stephanie as the heel saying, arguing with her brother before WrestleMania, like the, the Monday before, or Shane, whatever, somehow or whatever, they're in the same building, and he says, she says to him, you know, my husband is the son that my father never had. Oh God, could you imagine that? What a line! That's I'm saying in yeah, storyline. I don't mean I don't mean it personally. You know, um, what's your thought? The other thought you had, to Miguel? Well, because I was thinking, and, and I, I honestly I like your idea better now. But what I was thinking is, if you have Triple H versus Kurt at the Royal Rumble, then you could have them go in different directions. So Triple H could verse a younger talent at WrestleMania. Kurt Angle could face somebody else at WrestleMania. That way, you're kind of putting 
two all-star matches at WrestleMania as opposed to using them both for one single match. I think it's – yeah, I hear you. I, I think Kurt Angle needs to wrestle Jason Jordan. Now, the more I'm thinking about it, I said it earlier too about – I think Jason Jordan needs to wrestle Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Thank you for quoting Miguel. I think Kurt needs to wrestle uh, Jason Jordan, a heel Jason Jordan at WrestleMania. Let's forget about Royal Rumble for a minute. And Kurt's got to lose the match. I believe in Jason Jordan as a heel. You know why I say that, Dennis? Because he has a natural ability for people not to like him. It's a layup. It's so easy. I mean, last night they were chanting, what were the fans chanting? Like, thank you, Bray, when he was smashing his knee? Yes, and that's why you turn him heel. That, this, they're, they're two months late. And t- they're a month and a half late turning this guy heel. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's easy, dude. Look, they kind of did it right with Enzo. They turned him heel, and it worked for a short time, and then they ruined him. You know why? They let him ruin himself. That's what happened with Enzo. Gabish, they let him ruin himself. Overstate is welcome on the microphone. Overstate is welcome on the microphone. Something I do every day out here. Overstay my welcome. Not a chance. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Taz, we love you. Tell you who is smart and will never overstay his welcome on the microphone, and that's Paul Heyman. Segway Jones, yeah. Paul Heyman will not overstay his welcome on the microphone. You know why? Because Paul's smart. That's why. Paul's very smart. And Paul will respectfully negotiate with Vince McMahon creatively every week when not to be on and when to be on. So he's not on TV all the time. Like I've said, him and Brock, it helps them. Keeps them fresh. Brock and Paul. You don't hear Paul all the time. And when you hear Paul, he usually says something that's important. And his promo last night was excellent. Um... I think they completely, I don't think Paul ever, ever mentioned Jinder Mahal. I don't think he did. Did he? He did not. That's the only thing I would disagree with Paul. I think they should have, in his promo, I don't know, maybe he wanted to and Vince didn't want to. I would have somehow said something about Jinder, you know, so it's not just ignored. I, I mean, if Paul was sitting here, he'd, he'd argue with me, why? Jinder lost. It's about AJ now. And I would argue with Paul, well, you know, you guys cut a heavy promo about him and the, the Singh brothers cut heavy promos about you, and they're mocking you when they come out and cut their promo, and they do your promo, and then it's just because he lost, now it's just forgotten. Anything. And I would argue with Paul about this. The argument would probably last the length of the Taz show. And I'm not kidding. Him and I can really argue well with each other. It's happened a lot, Dennis. I promise. I um, enjoy seeing that. I mean, I'm talking arguing. Me and him, oof. Some in the locker room, some on the phone, a lot on the phone. Uh, and despite many of the original ECW guys and all the dirt sheet writers from back then that are still, then now a lot of them have podcasts. Uh, I'll even mention this to Mike Johnson. Despite what all of them think, it wasn't Taz saying, oh, I don't want to do a job. That wasn't the arguments. That might be what some of you people think because you're suckers <laughs> and because that's what it was it was that's what the ah, whatever that's all no story <clears throat> but 
I think that Paul should have mentioned gender. That's a very minor thing. That's just my opinion. His promo was phenomenal, Paul. And so many people are going crazy about when Paul shot on the guy that was getting married. Now, and because people, would, their attention was saying about the, the, the girl that he said, she said yes, she said yes, while Paul's promo was going on. <clears throat> so Paul broke character, broke the promo, and ripped on this guy, which was excellent. It was funny. It was awesome. And I just smirked, and I thought it was great, and I tweeted something about the ad-libbing. And that's a lost art in the industry. Paul Heyman, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, a dying breed for mass wrestling fans and even hardcore fans that see it on the biggest company in the world, WWE. He's a dying breed. There are many people, and I don't mean this as a disrespect to my friend Paul Heyman because he is my friend. There are many people that can do what Paul did last night, ripping that guy who got married and the girl. I mean, there's many of us. I've done that a lot. I could do that right now. <laughs> there's many wrestlers from ECW, and not just ECW, guys from back then that, that were able to spitball, guys in WWE, guys in NWA, WCW, absolutely. I've seen Eric Bischoff do that to people. I've seen, I've witnessed it, not not even on TV. I, I've seen Vince Russo, Russo do that to people. I, 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 I've done it. I've seen Bully Ray do it a zillion times. I, Jeez, uh, I could go. I've seen Shane Douglas do it a whole bunch of times. I mean, um, I've seen Triple H do it a whole bunch of times. I, 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 uh, I've seen Steve Austin do it. Um, I could go on and on here. I'm trying to think who else. I've seen The Rock do it a zillion times. You're not allowed anymore. That's the problem. Well, what do you mean, Taz? You're not allowed. It, it, it's, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. It's unfortunate, as an overview, the WWE, they're the, the, I hate saying this because it's going to sound like I'm hating on the young talent, and I'm not, because it's not their fault. They're programmed. They're robots. This is my segment. This is my promo. I have this amount of time. I have to say this. You say that. Okay. This, don't veer off of this. They're robots, dude. That's what it is. Paul's not a robot. Paul's a reactor. Because he's come up in the business. Now, he don't know if he's going to get heat from Vince for doing what he did. I know I'm, I know he didn't. I'm not saying he did. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm trying to just for conversation. When you break character, you break the promo. And you start shooting on a guy who got married. You don't know if you're getting heat from your boss. Now, when I was in ECW, my boss was Paul Heyman. So I could do that all I wanted. <laughs> and and a lot of us did it all we wanted. And a lot of us did it very well. Um, WWE is a little different. They have a lot of structure. And it seems like their structure is more than ever now. And from what I hear, it is. And that's what I mean about robots. And 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 it's a shame. Because they have such good young men and women that are workers there that can work and talk. And I bet you there's a lot of young wrestlers in that locker room that can talk and break character. But I wouldn't know that because you never get to see them do it. I, obviously, I think a guy like Kevin Owens could do that in his sleep. Break character and rip somebody on a promo. Can't do it. They're not allowed. Paul, they're gonna have more. They're gonna have more rope of Paul. They're not gonna, you know. Vince is not. There's a different respect. A lot of years, and Paul's earned that respect, and Kevin's earned that respect. Kevin Owens. I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm just saying, 
Paul's been Paul knows Vince a lot of years, and Paul's been around. Paul owns his own company. Paul, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Paul's earned that. And I'm not knocking or discrediting what Paul did, but I, I've seen a lot of people tweeting that no one could do what Paul did. No, and, and yes, Paul be the first to tell you. <laughs> there's a lot of people that can do what he did, that are from Paul's generation. And there's some of these young cats that can do it too. I bet. I bet Sami Zayn could do it. Kevin Owens definitely could do it. It's, it's not that hard, guys. It's not that hard if 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 you are um you know if if you're uh, allowed. But it's tough when the robots are programmed a certain way. They're not allowed. They don't. They can't. They won't veer off. It's the way it goes. So when someone like Paul breaks off the character and shoots on some cat that's getting married and his girlfriend and his fiance said yes, and Paul hits him with a little zinger, a harmful line, not a bad line, puts over his client Brock Lesnar, the place pops and the internet explodes. Oh, my God, it's amazing. You know why you people explode? Because you're used to watching robots. That's why. So now you got a chance not to see a robot. You got to see a real person react with real words that weren't typed out by a writer or written out by him that Vince had to approve. Real words you got to hear. And the guy was a real good talker. Arguably the best in the business. Well, probably no argument he is. Robots can't compete with real people. They can't. So, you saw the promo. You heard it. Right, Jones? I did, yes. Jones. I should call you Jones from now on. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in school. Yeah. Did you learn anything that I just said to you? Oh, you knew all this too. Uh, I, I, obviously, I learned from... Because you've been in the biz for Harrison years. in Milwaukee. Welcome <laughs> to the Cash Show. How are you, Haas? Uh, good moment, guys. Good moment, buddy. All right, Chaz, I got a few questions here. I'm going into um, the first step of becoming a firefighter for the city of Milwaukee. Okay. First of all, that's, uh, awesome. that's awesome you're doing that. Good job. Awesome. Good for Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so this is the first step, and I take the written test today. Do you have any pointers, or suggestions, or you know, words of uh, words of insight for me? Well, look, written tests, you say? I mean, that that's my forte. I mean, um, and I oh, rhymed too. Perfect. I mean, yeah. If you notice, I rhymed, Harrison. Did you, uh, written test, you say? Uh, that's my forte. <laughs> Dennis, how badass <laughs> am I? We do we do a lot of rapping on this show. And it's all because of you. This is why, see, Harrison, if Pat McGroin, if he would have paid attention to me, he would have won. You know what I mean? Well, look at I'm Pat McGroin. I'm a simple man and the best of what we got. Woo! Well, Harrison, see, Pat McGroin is a man that you can see what I've done for him. So I'm going to help you become a firefighter in Milwaukee, my friend. So this is a written test. Is it multiple choice? Uh, yes, sir. All multiple choice. All right. That's the first thing you have to tell them. No. You tell them I want I don't I want to write essays. I don't want multiple choice. You tell them right out of the box. No. And they'll say why? 
You say because multiple choice is easy. A monkey can do multiple choice. I am Harrison. I am I am a genius, and I want to write essays about the questions you ask. Now they're not going to take you up on. It. They're not going to they're not going to take you up on that. But it shows they're not. It shows your desire and your passion. All right, and then when you take the uh, multiple choice thing, like you you kind of tap out and you have to do it. Don't write anything. Tell them that you used a special pen and you it's like an invisible ink or something and it didn't ah, work or something. Okay. Then you have okay. to take it a second time. The first time, take a picture with your iPhone of the test. Go home, study. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you take it, test. You say, I have a regular pen, not a visible link. And then you take it, and then uh, and then you'll be good to go, Harrison. Thank you for calling. All right, uh, and that's, thank you very much. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you, and good luck, and congratulations on being a firefighter, and you're welcome for my help. All right, so on that note, I have to go to break. Uh, other side of break, PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. Sit tight. Taz Show Tuesday. Be right back. We're good here. Testing one, two. Test one, two. Testing. Testing, Dennis. Testing one, two, two. two. Testing one, two. Your test is well received. Testing. That should happen every single... I have an idea. Every time I come back from break, I should do that. How annoying would that be? Test, test, uh, testing. Uh. Mm. Uh, we're going to have the PW Insider Report shortly with Mike Johnson. So, in a few seconds here. Uh, nice tweet from uh, my uh, my good buddy, Samoa Joe. Did you see this, Dennis? I did. I thought those were very kind words of his. He, uh, so a, fan, uh, a fan tweeted at him and said, When you walk out to the ring, I'm reminded of official Taz. Great job tonight. And Joe was kind enough to respond to the fan and said, I remind you of the current king of Drive Time Sports Radio. I didn't know Samoa Joe was such a big uh, Howard Stern fan. Boom! All right, anyway. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna go with Francesa. <laughs> well, he's not Morning Drive. Did he say Morning Drive or uh... who's Samoa Joe? Who's he? Samoa Joe just said Drive Time Radio, Morning oh, or Afternoon. Drive Time. Drive. Well, you're running the game, so you're all, you're all time. I'm running the game. I'm all time. Uh... All right, uh, we'll go three, two, one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. All right, what do you say there, Mike? Uh, good uh, morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good moment, Taz. Uh, I got some bad news for you, buddy. I know, I know, and I know why. I, I, I My little birds told me. Now, once again, you got hacked on global television. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, what? I don't even know about this. What happened? I don't know. I saw two guys crash through the ring. Only it wasn't as oh cool. that I it haven't even gotten as, cool, as magical or as brutal looking as no, it was. I'll get into it with Bam Bam back in the day. I know. I was getting get into that later in the show here, but yeah, no, yeah, no, oh, that's not hacked. what I'm. That, that is the ultimate in hacking, right there. I, I know, but I, I that that wasn't why I don't like you anymore. Don't be a, listen, Mike. No one likes a con man. Okay, do you understand that? Do you understand? I work with people that are con men. Do you understand? I'm from a business full of cons. 
You know that I got into radio and there's more con men in radio than wrestling. Do you realize that? I did not realize that. That is amazing. The carnival show. Amazing might be an overstatement, but I get your drift. Um, how's everything else going uh, with uh, everything? You're good? Are we good here or what? I, I, I am good. No water main breaks. My electricity is on. No chaos. All good. Here, everything's good. We're on the on the cusp of Thanksgiving. We're on the cusp of the holiday season. I know. We've uh, already started putting up the barriers around the house to keep Dennis away. It's great. Yes, right. Well, that Thanksgiving I you, I is... You have, I know you have started preparations as well. Oh, I have a, I have a, I have gargoyles and pit bulls surrounding the compound. No, no one can get in, and that's Lord knows why, they. That, that, that's, that's why I've never been to your house. Well, you won't either, ever. Um, is there anything else you want to discuss before I let you go? Uh, I was going to give you some some exclusive news, but if you don't want oh, it, I'll just wait. go and sleep back. Wait, 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 no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get this right, straight. I'll see you later. It's all right. Hey, Dennis, Dennis, you see, you see the exclusive news. So you, you know, you know the routine with this, Dennis, right? When we get exclusive news, news from Mike, you know, you know what happens, right, Dennis? I feel like we're going to get like two thirds of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Give me two-thirds of this exclusive news. What do you got? Okay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Raw Under Siege. Yeah. We will have Raw Retaliation on SmackDown tonight. Uh, okay. There are okay. about 15 members of the Raw roster already in Charlotte, North Carolina um, for the taping. Oh, Mike. See, now you're bringing something to the table You've been a part of every episode on once a week on the Taz Show? Just about, yeah. Oh. I am just a right around 500 shows. This Today is what, 492, Dennis? 493? What are we today? 492. Wow, Four nine- awesome. That is, yes. And for you know what we're doing for the 500 show? What are you doing? Absolutely nothing. Um, that's the gimmick. That's it's true. It's really, that's the gimmick. It's just another show. Uh, so you've been a part of, let's say, if you do the math, Three years, Mike's on once a week, uh, so that's, uh, he has a second once a week, 500 shows, if my man's correct, you've done 30 uh, appearances on the Taz Show. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and I look forward to the offer for my spinoff series. Yeah. Was my math right? Dennis, right? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I think you rounded up, but close enough. Well, you can Ant, how's the math? More, you can have me on more often if you'd like. No. Uh, uh, how's the math, Ant? Am I, is my math off, Ant? Hold on. Thank you. Stump my groin. Got it. Okay. So, all right, uh, Mike. So this is pretty good news right here. You just said so, and you broke it here on the Taz show, right? Or did you put this on PW Insider? Nope. No. Um, not even on PW Insider yet. All right. All right. So what you're gonna do on PW Insider? You're gonna name all the guys that are there. That's what you can do. I will probably name people behind a spoiler warning once I have confirmed they are actually backstage at the show. So, Mike, I want to thank you for giving this news. Um, but like Dennis said, you give two-thirds. See, you use my show as a hook to get people to be there. That's okay, buddy. It's okay. That's how business goes today. Exactly. I see. Oh, oh you think there I'm stupid? There times I have given you news that I haven't had anywhere on this site, like Hideo uh, and Tommy going to 205 Live, which, oh you know. Do you really want to bring that up, Dennis? Do you want Dennis? Please help me, <laughs> Dennis. Get uh, no, Mike. Get don't. <laughs> that no, was Dennis. The, that was the one. That was the one that broke the camel's back. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't even know what he's going to say, Mike. You don't know. You think you know, but you I, don't. I, 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 I'm apologizing preemptively. 
because you're insincere. That's why you're apologizing. <laughs> well, it, it must be the wrestling business rubbing off on me then. Yeah, I think so. Um, yes, you should not have brought up Hideo Tama, or Tommy. Uh, okay. Because what you did was you gave... <laughs> Dennis, you're supposed to do this. That's what we rehearsed. <laughs> I'm, I'm flipping through the script right now. Hold on. <laughs> this guy's always missing his cues. All right, so Mike says <laughs> Hideo Tommy, and then I answer back with... Oh, so you said Hideo Tommy, but... Who, uh, now I fr- I forgot who the other guy was. You had there was, was a second. Uh, it was Rockstar Spud. Oh yeah, it was Rockstar Spud signing with. Yeah. He's yeah, fine. yeah. He'll be there as soon as the visa. Is, uh, <laughs> he doesn't get it, Dennis. He don't get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get what he did. And he's playing dumb. One or the other. Um, I work with guys that play dumb too, Mike. Every day they uh-huh. they're good at it. Mike, you gave you told us about a day of Tama, a Tommy, but then you went and you did your audio on Peter Binsider and you told people that Rockstar Spud. Basically, it's two thirds. That's if you're gonna give, if you come to my house, bro, for Thanksgiving, and I got a turkey, and I got a bowl of gravy, and I got some lasagna, am I gonna say, Mike, you only could have a little bit of turkey, you can only have a little bit of uh, lasagna, and you cannot touch that potato casserole? I can't do that to you. That's horrible. Well, you can't come on the show and give me two thirds. Give okay. me some names. Who is at this freaking? Show right. in the Carolina SmackDown. Who's there? Cesaro, Sheamus, The Shield, Bailey, Sasha, Alexa, oh. and that's all I'm giving you. Thank you, Mike. Three fourths. See, you Two ask four. and you receive. I shouldn't have to ask. That's when you uh, partnered up with someone on something like this. You don't ask. You just do. See, okay, but that's well, okay. There you go. Well, now I did. So what are you complaining about? Why are we still I'm retroactively complaining? complaining? Because I have to ask. I, I'm I complaining. You're treating me wrongly. I'm complaining because I had to ask. Okay. Mm. At least I didn't have to ask if I was on the show this week. Well, that's not my fault. That's Dennis. He's the producer. But Don't Dennis blame me. Texted when they're going to call you in ten minutes. I said, okay, great. <laughs> well, now look, that's that's pretty big news. So I, I'm not shocked or concerned that they're doing the, the the gimmick where SmackDown will get their, um, I'm sorry, Raw will get their retaliation. On the go home from for Royal Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble Survivor Series, uh, you know tonight. Well, they, could, they actually couldn't do it until today because with the touring schedule for Europe, they they just didn't have the bodies available. Everybody was in a different place. True, true, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. I don't know if you have to catch the beginning of my show. I solidified the fact that I will not be ever being invited to WWE events ever. I don't know if you realize that. Well, you ever. will be. You will be in the Hall of Fame one day. <laughs> I don't know about that. Dennis, what do you think? After today? <laughs> It'll probably be posthumously. Um. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Today here, we'd, like to, we'd like to welcome uh, the, the original <laughs> Sheik, Luthez, and Taz. And yes, I know the Sheik and Taz are already in, folks. Actually, I don't think Luthez. Oh, yeah, Luthez is in. Okay. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Oh, my God. That, anyway, that, 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 pioneer, that pioneer gimmick. But they can put in like eight people at once without actually having to have the families there. That's good shit. Right? That's how you cut costs. Hey, uh, that's all that company does these days. Oh, uh, hey, they had a great quarter, so it, it's working for them. Oh man, so what? Um, what do you call? It? What else is going on? By the way, uh, Mike, um, you sure you didn't mention this stuff on? PW Insider, what you're telling me? Like, I, in, mentioned, uh, I mentioned we over the weekend we heard the Shield was going, 
and we mentioned that we had heard that they were raw talents were being some raw talents were being told they were going to have to go to SmackDown, but we had not confirmed anybody until this morning. So no, that's not. But somebody who works on my show sent me some info. I was a little at nine oh four a.m. today on PW Insider. If you guys want to go to PW Insider, you can go check it out. Mike posted. Dennis, you see this? Oh what boy! What I write? <laughs> Oy vey. Oh, I know oh. what I wrote. Expect, did I write like expect a raw presence or something? Bingo hall. Bingo hall. Bingo you know what hall. that means? <laughs> no, when I, I'm not allowed you to just like say. Bingo I'm a, hall. That's a big I know, but, that, but I'm an ECW guy. So when I say bingo, I have to say hall. Otherwise, people go, you worked in a bingo hall. I actually oh, drew money in a bingo hall. I a lot of money and drew money in a bingo yeah, hall. Yeah, it really um, sucks working in a bingo hall, making six figures, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, babe. All right, so anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> E7. E7. <laughs> Dude, I remember early ECW. When we used to do the promos late at night, uh, Paul and everybody there. It was so nice of Paul to keep all the talent there to like everybody 3 Everybody there at 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. And and you'd leave. I, I would get to leave a little early because I would do mine in, at Ron's house, the promos. And I'd leave sometimes like at like 1 a.m. And you'd walk through the arena. The first, I'm like, they are actually playing bingo. The ring's gone. And it's like. B62, I got it, motherfucker. Like, people, it's they're really yeah. playing bingo. Like, I'm leaving the arena. I'm like, wow. It really was happening. The first time I was there, I was shocked. One of the first shows I ever went to, I think it was like the third or fourth show, the Funks were wrestling Public Enemy in like a barbed wire match. And Rocco Rock and Dory Funk brawled out of the front door, and they're all, and Dory's all <laughs> bloody. And they went down the block, and, and I ran to the building to watch this chaos. Because in 1994, this was cutting-edge stuff that you didn't see anywhere else. And standing there in a line were all these old little ladies waiting to go play Midnight Bingo. And here's yep. Dory giving Rock a Rock uppercuts <laughs> all the way down, down the block as these women are cowering in fear. It's tremendous. And Terry said, looks at one lady and like, oh, I went to high school with you. <laughs> Sorry, that was Terry. I love Terry. Um, 9.05, uh, 9.04 a.m., Mike, uh, you posted World Presence. I mean, bro, you act like give me breaking news. I gave you the details. Uh, come on, bro. You gotta, you gotta make sure you get on PW Insider first. Then why is this the PW Insider report? What's so inside? If my producers can read what you wrote, I don't know. Wow. We could change the report to Mike. Mike just wastes has his time. Yep. Uh, I gotta have to talk to my biz dev guy about this. Um, oh, well, work. I figure after uh. 45 or 70 appearances or 120 appearances on here, you should talk to him about a little bit of money, too. I think, mm. deserves, I think, I think Mike Johnson deserves a raise. What's, what's four times what I'm making now? That sounds about right. Well, it'd be up what. there. Well, it's not six figures, tell you that. Um. <laughs> six potatoes, <laughs> maybe. Show. Fozzie Bear wants three times as much. All right, we'll give you three times zero. <laughs> All right. All right, well, on that note. Um, I appreciate you having me on, Taz. Thank you very much. Oh. Don't the bullshit cliche lines, Mike. I hate that. <sighs> See, this is, this is why this is why you drive people insane. Because I'm saying something nice to you, and you're saying I'm full of it. I don't. I don't drive anyone. No, I don't. How many I staffers don't. have left fleeing in fear? How many what? <laughs> How many of your staffers in the last few <laughs> years have left fleeing in fear? Buy a hat. We're going to posit the theory that you you don't drive anybody insane. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe you make a good point. Um, okay. Maybe. Maybe okay, there's been one like, to seven. The captain is out to sea and has not returned because he's afraid you're going to be waiting to show come out. Buy a hat. 
this is all true stuff. All right, Mike, why don't you go ahead and do what you really want to do, and that's why you're on the show. Plug all your stuff, Mike. Yes, no, you should plug. treat me like an asshole. Well, for those plug who away, don't want to treat me like an asshole, you can check me out at pwinsider.com, or you can check us out for three days free, ad-free, and get all the audio, including lots of exclusive interviews and more, at pwinsiderelite.com, or you can just follow me on Twitter and tell me that Taz thinks I'm an asshole, at MikePWinsider. So I thank everybody, and Taz, I thank you, even though you think I'm being disingenuous. Oh, I do think it's disingenuous, and thank you for the stale bread. Thanks for giving us stale, stale news. I appreciate that. I'll um, work on croissants next week. You're, you're welcome. Appreciate it. All right, Mike, Mike Johnson, he's gone. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for joining. Take care. We'll see you later. All right, so there you go. Uh, it's unbelievable. That went well. Dude, we busted him red-handed. I like, I like the nickname Two-Thirds for Mike now. Two-Thirds is good. Mikey Two-Thirds? About the other the new guy we hired on the staff that found that you don't know this new guy. I've heard whispers. I haven't officially met him yet. Oh, yeah, Screenshot Jones. That's all I'm gonna say. That's his name, Screenshot Jones. Ah, no got no hook me up with him. Uh, Pat McGroin. Pat McGroin told me about. This oh guy. no, kidding. Gonna be working security for Pat. In the politician oh. world. Who <laughs> name? Screenshot Jones. Uh, no, no, I'm going to uh, Other side of break, uh, talk a little more about Raw and uh, give you a little SmackDown preview, give some thoughts and stuff on that. I didn't talk about the, the hole in the ring. Mike up cut of me. I will talk about that, what happened with Braun and Kane. Tash Show, sit down. Oh, yeah. Well, tell you this right now. It's got word on something pretty big. Mm-mm-mm. Might be doing something pretty big, kids. Might be a big show coming at you in December. Oh, Nelly. This will shock a lot of people. Mm-mm-mm. Dennis Jones, you know a little bit about what I'm talking about, but you don't know who I'm talking about. A very little, and that I do not. Right. Big Show Jones might be coming at you. This is a tease, a shoot tease, because I don't know that I don't know if it's confirmed that we can confirm yet. I don't normally do guests, but I have a pretty big guest uh, that might might. M-I-G-H-T, becoming on the Taz Show. Live in studio with yours truly. We will run live video and everything. That's what we're worrying, waiting on finding out because of camera issues and stuff and moving. Also, scheduling issues. It's big. That's all I'm going to say. Tease Jones, December, early December. I'm letting you know right now, ladies and gentlemen. Be ready. More info to follow. Okay? More info to follow. I'm going to get into talking about the big hole in the ring, Power Slam Jones spot with Kane and uh, Braun Strowman in a second. I want to go to Houston and talk to Elma. Uh, you're on the Taz Show, sir. How can I help you? Hey, how are you, Taz? Good. How are you? 
Good, good. It's been a long time since I've spoken with you. Uh, mm, I'm trying to remember you, buddy. There's a lot of people call the show. Pardon I me, I'm not. I know you're, I, you're I, very, you're a very popular man, but you mean a lot in my heart. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that, man. I, I'm trying. Your name. You're not the first Elmer to call the Taz show. You know that. There's, I think there's been another. That's why. Oh, okay. I guess I'm not special. No, you're special. It's just your name's not special. I mean, it might be special. I mean, Elmer's not a common name, but I, I you know, I mean, but I know, I know a few Elmers. I mean, you know, because I, I know people in Texas. You know that. I, you know, you've heard my my. You know, what, what's my? You're running the game, you know. The game. Do my John Jimmy. You know, you've heard the John Jimmy. You've heard me. You know, I, I that's that's an old friend of mine. He's down in Amarillo. John Jimmy, I'm down by my short shit. I'm up by John Jimmy. I got Elmo in my fucking ass. I got my girl. Hey, man, I tell you what, man. We're going to go over there. There ain't need to I got my girl here. What's yeah, her name? Man, that Dennis. Man, I'm down. Oh, what's up? What's my girl's name there? Dennis, who's my girl? You mean old Susie? Oh, man, little Susie, man. I love her, man. They got to Oh, you, you got to understand. I'm just John Jimmy's girl. You can't be worrying about little old me. Damn short shit. Uh, uh, Elma, right. how can I help you? All right, uh, yeah, because <laughs> I gotta go to work. Um, the reason I'm calling is that uh, I want to put over, put you over from yesterday's show because I am a big Eddie Guerrero fan, and if anybody talks about Eddie, like I'm all ears because I always wanted to meet him, but I couldn't meet him because he passed away. You know, I I meet like I try to do as much meet and greets. And everybody gets jealous when I meet Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Greg Muda. But I'm like, the one person that I could never, ever meet and have that experience with is Eddie Guerrero. And, you know, it sucks. So just hearing yeah. your story from your perspective and how he was as a human, just bring a smile to my face. And he inspires me to be a good human being, like, everywhere I go. Cool, man. Well, that's nice to hear, Elmar. Thank you for calling. And I'm glad that me talking about the late great eddie guerrero uh touched your heart a little bit buddy thank you and uh you would have loved that if you ever met him and maybe one day you will up up in the heavens as they say and thank you man for calling and sharing that i appreciate it thanks for calling the tash show again uh very kind of you uh let's go to kansas city and talk to justin you are on the tash show there sir how are you i'm doing all right yourself good my friend talk to me Okay, I have a markology suggestion, and um, I have uh, I need to apologize to Dennis because obviously Rusev didn't beat AJ Styles. He didn't even beat Randy Orton, so you were mm. right. I was wrong. No, it's okay, Justin. We're all friends here. Okay, not really. I'm not friends with you, Dennis. Well, yeah, Don't no, you're. It's you. You're above all of us, and then yes. me and Ann are friends with the the Taz community. Please give me the markology suggestion, Justin, and begin. Okay, so when people, the term going into business for yourself, yes. um, I was thinking that it could be called taking a selfie, and I shall use it in a <laughs> sentence. That's not people, bad. People will say that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn took a selfie last week on SmackDown. <laughs> it's not bad. I need to uh, gear this towards the... You know, Sergeant of Arms of Markology, uh, the biz dev guy, Dennis Jones. Uh, you have to put the Dennis. Dennis, speak to this man about this. All right, Justin. Here's the issue is that we already have a term for that. Uh, the great Lean Mean came up with beach balling. 
That's true. But here's the oh, problem, you know Justin. What? What's that? Say again, Justin. I forgot Call. about that. I, I, didn't, I forgot that's what beach ball meant. That's it. Well, here's the problem, uh, Justin, because the beach ball of the Taz show, Dennis, did not <laughs> put out a list. That's the problem. He did not put out a list for you people to know what the F is going on. See, that's he don't that's he's supposed to put out a list. And if he would get the list to me, I would get it to our art guy and he would do a fancy Dan graphic. But that's not how Dennis rolls. You see, Justin, Dennis is what they call uh, a lazy shit. Thank you, Dennis, for calling the Tash show. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's great. Nothing better than the mid laugh cutoff. Oh, Lordy B. Lordy B. Oh, we're talking big show. Mm-mm-mm. Big, big show coming. Mm-mm-mm. There's all sorts of emails coming in, text messages, everything, bro. Mm-mm-mm. You're not in the loop on any of this, by the way. No, I'm on a need-to-know basis, and I don't need to know right now. I'm going to tell you fourth. When you I, know what? I'm I... surprised I made top five. In the fourth. Uh, you're right. Sixth. Sixth. Uh, now my feelings are hurt. Um, I got to talk about the ring breaking. Oh, I never talked about Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger uh, signed a contract with Bellator. So congratulations to Jack. Jack, former WWE champion. Jack is a good dude. Really is. Excellent athlete. Um, I think he's going to do well in Bellator. You know, a lot of people need to realize this guy has a um, legitimate, ultra-awesome Division One wrestling background. Wrestled at University of Oklahoma, I believe. And uh, Jack's a big dude. Big, raw bone, strong tough kid, uh, knows what he's doing. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do well. I really do. I flat out think he's going to do well, and I hope the best for him. But don't sleep on this guy. This guy's a tough son of a bitch, and I think he's going to do pretty good. I'm just telling you. So, uh, we the people. That's his gimmick. Imagine Zeb Coulter came out with him. No. No. Actually, no, I, 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 I don't imagine that. No. I think he's going to go and fight people in a legitimate fight. and He doesn't need, you know, Deb Coulter with him. Uh, so. Jesse Wilkins, Twitter. We need an official Markology handbook. Jesse's right. I'm going to send. Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. You know that song, Dennis? Of course I know Jesse's girl. Rick Springfield? Guy's a legend. Three, two, three, two, one, go. Where are we? Are we starting from the beginning or the chorus? Like we got. I want to be on the same page. Sorry, I gave you the, the, yeah, the countdown pat. I normally give. He gave that. He, he gave me the Pat pats. McGroin. She's counting me down. Perfect. Woo! He knows the count. Stop when it comes to that, that count. He knows. We've worked on it. So he knows. So I gave you the pat count. You like to buckle my shoe count. So you're going to go right into Jesse's girl, right into the verse. Okay. Three, two, well, hold on, one. Hold on. Hold on. I need to. <laughs> I'm not pat here. Goats. What? Spitball. Come on. One, two, buckle my shoe. Go. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving him with that body, I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. Do, 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 do. You know I wish that I, Jesse's girl. 
I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Where can I find a woman like that? Like Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. Hey, Anthony. And, all right, I got it then. So good job. Uh, and <laughs> What's up, boss? Does he, like, later on, like, does he text you during the day, like, sound bites of him doing stuff like this? It's like. Hey, how good, how awesome was I in the Taz show today? Like, does he bother you later in the day about this? Oh, yeah. When I used to do video, he'd be like, hey, man, at that point at 3220, can you get me <laughs> singing and laughing? I thought it was really good. <laughs> I bet you he really does. That. He has. That's not, that's, that's true. That's, yeah. You almost I got a whole video true. archive I sent to like, uh, like RCA and like other uh, musical platforms. Ah, hey, you guys, ah, you guys need a, uh, like a, like a cover band guy? <laughs> Somebody in the internal chat message said that you sound winded. Um, so uh, I guess you're out of shape. I mean, rounds of shape. <laughs> he loves <laughs> suck. All right, come on. I, I got to get into <clears throat> talking about this whole thing. Got to talk wrestling. I, I haven't. I've talked a lot of wrestling for almost two hours. I got to close out talking wrestling. Otherwise, people will get mad. <laughs> so the <laughs> the match uh last <laughs> the main event so Braun Strowman wrestle um Kane and uh we saw the big the big broken ring spot right so they did the power slam people popped and all that stuff there's some things I want to talk to you guys about this okay all right, so most of you know that I was fortunate enough to be part of this spot when, you know, back in the day, done really right with uh, the legendary Bam Bam Bigelow, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. And Bam Bam and I did this in the ring in Asbury Park, and then we did it in Dayton, Ohio, on a rampway, you know, a couple months later in a rematch. Uh, we went through the rampway the first time we went through the ring. Uh, and... There was a lot of differences in what they did on Raw last night compared to what we did, okay? The main difference was what we did in Asbury Park was a lot better. <laughs> so that's the main thing. Um, but there's a lot of reasons why it was better. Um, the main reason why it was better, the main reason why it was better was because what they did last night, folks, was cool. But what they did last night was a stunt, and what Bam Bam and I did with Paul's mindset on this whole thing, ECW Nasbury Park, New Jersey, I think it was, I'm so bad with the names of the pay-per-views, that Living Dangerously, God, I'm talking. Can you check, Dennis? can't remember. I always forget the names of the pay-per-views. And I did the graphics for them. I did all the artwork for them. And I, and I can't remember. I just, I'm bad with remembering all the names. We didn't do a stunt, guys. What we did was the ending of a long story between Bam Bam and I, where I was the TV champ, and Paul wanted to get that title belt off me and get it on Bam Bam. It just fit for the story. And he said, I know how we're going to get the belt off you. I said, just have Bam Bam just do a great match, and Bam Bam will win at the pay-per-view. He'll just beat me. No. You can't just beat you like that. We, we, we got to have you get killed. 
like, okay, I'd rather, I don't mind just taking a regular bump and not dying. So he goes, no, we got to have in storyline that you are just destroyed. And then he came up with the ring break. And it was all, that was Paul, <clears throat> not me. Um, and I talked about this in the past. And the late, great Chris Candido, member of the Triple Threat with Shane and Bam Bam and himself and Chris. <clears throat> Chris was good friends with a guy who worked for the special effects division of WWF at the time. And this gentleman was a great guy and great with special effects and stunt work and stuff like that and different gimmicks. And he's the one who basically helped us come up with the, the logistics of doing this broken ring without someone getting injured badly. This was a big buildup. This one, this, what we did was, you know, we did it for a reason, to, to take the title off me. There was a finish in our match. Last night they didn't have a finish. It was just the show just ended. Uh, cliffhanger, whatever you want to call it. Both guys in the bottom of the ring. I think a couple of things <clears throat> why it didn't, I mean, it, it was cool what they did, but it didn't really get over like I think the way they thought it was going to get over. I think for a lot of younger fans and newer fans, they thought it was awesome. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there's a lot, I, I, you know, a couple, couple more things I got to say about this. So, I think younger fans that have never heard of me or Bam Bam never saw or heard of ECW, they don't even know what we did. They, they, so to them, this may be the first time they saw this or casual fans that just became wrestling fans. Who knows? So that might have been a cool thing for them to see that spot last night. I know my Twitter blew up and people were like, oh, dude, they did what you and Bam Bam did and all stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. <clears throat> the way we shot it in ECW compared to the way they shot it last night, and I can assure you, from experience on both ends of the fence. The budget for production, live shooting and production that WWE had is like a mountain compared to, you know, a small compact car in size compared to ECW's. We were a small compact car production-wise, and they were a mountain production-wise as far as budget money spent on production. But you see, that doesn't matter. Because I got news for you kids. The way we shot that, and Paul had the TV truck shoot that when Bam Bam and I did it at Asbury Park, was better than the way they shot it last night. And it's a real simple reason why. And I'll tell you what it was. By the way, do you have the name of the show that I did this with in Jersey? Living Dangerously in 1998. Thanks for the confirmation. I had to ask. So... <clears throat> what happens is when they did it last night they had a handheld camera right near where the bump happened that was the first shot well boom and you see these two big son bitches go through and you're like whoa really close up and it's cool in theory what we do in Asbury Park in 1998 Pole, the shot was set and designed wide, hard camera from the audience. So what happens? You see the whole ring, me on top of Bam Bam trying to choke him out, him throwing himself backwards. Now we go through the ring, and you get to not just see this bump happen in the square ring where there's a hole now. These two guys went through it, but you see the audience reaction. That's the key 
you see them jump up and pop. Well, I guarantee you last night, those people jumped up and stood up to look in the hole. As soon as it happened, went, whoa, shit, guaranteed. We wouldn't know that as viewers at home. You know why? They didn't shoot like that. Dennis, you feel me on this? You see what I'm saying? I'm explaining like the production, the, the directing of it. I like uh, I like the behind the scenes look there. I appreciate that. That helps make it. The other thing is, like I said, the build up. Bam Bam and I were in a long angle, and I was at an angle with the triple threat. It was like a whole big thing. That it was a good thing. And we did a full throttle whole match where we just worked stiff and physical. And when trust me, it wasn't easy working physical with Bam Bam because he was just so damn tough and big and strong and nasty. Um, we worked a pretty long match and then we did that spot and we worked on that spot and it hurt like a son of a bitch when we did it <laughs> a lot. Uh, when we landed and there was a, a, a light crash mat under the hole and I got a damn near 370 pound man landing on me. Not fun. Um, I don't know how Dennis's couch feels on a daily basis. My every time I sit down, my couch squeals. Sitting, farting sounds comes out of the couch from old farts. It's gross. Horrible. Sounds brutal. Everything. But anyway, I digress. So, so the thing is, a lot of people. I had some people text me that are not from the business, the wrestling business. And they're talking about the styrofoam. Did you see the styrofoam, Dennis? I did not. A lot of people are saying, oh, look at the styrofoam. Look at the styrofoam. People are tweeting me. I had people texting me. There's nothing wrong with that. That People think it was like an exposure of the gimmick, like something went wrong. That Nothing went wrong. You would have to know the way their ring is constructed. Their, their ring, and a lot of rings... <clears throat> talked about this a good amount but sometimes there is styrofoam involved where you know there's the wood of the ring the the, the, the you know plywood thick plywood whatever half inch whatever they call it and a lot of times in rings i've been in years ago it was like a carpet pad then the canvas and there's your ring your mat sometimes there'd be an amateur wrestling mat a thin thick you know a thin uh, mat that was dense <clears throat> as, a, as opposed to carpeting um but some rings, like WWE, there is a styrofoam. <clears throat> so you would think that styrofoam's there to cushion fall. Not really. I think the styrofoam might be there to keep the canvas firm, you know, um, from slipping. Keep it right locked in, besides the rope that holds it down. So the styrofoam thing, don't, for anybody that's like, oh, styrofoam, that's not unnormal. <clears throat> that's not unnormal. Don't get hung up on the styrofoam. They, they did not, you know, you did not see something you weren't supposed to see. Like, don't don't mark out. Like, oh, look, I saw it. No, you didn't see anything. <laughs> You know, it's styrofoam's fine. So, I um, <clears throat> I thought it was uh, I thought it was cool, it was surprising, um, but I didn't think it was like maybe because I did it. You know, it, listen, I'm being honest to God here. If they did a better job than the way Bam Bam and I did it, meaning the company and uh, and 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 the talent, I'd be the first to admit it. I really would. I, I would hope they would do a better job. It's freaking. Years later, many years, uh, they didn't. <laughs> it just, 
uh, it was a stunt. They did a stunt in a match, an impromptu match that happened that night because Braun Strowman asked Kurt for the match. <clears throat> it was an impromptu match. <clears throat> what Bam Bam and I did was the ending of a story to get the, the TV title on Bam Bam. Because Bam Bam dragged me out of the hole. One, two, three. And that got just as big a pop almost as the hole. So there's the backstory uh, and my thoughts on what they did last night compared to what Bam Bam and I did. You ever see that uh, from Asbury Park, what Bigelow and I did? Uh, yes, I did, and it was awesome. I mean, first time ever done, right? I mean. You know, I and I think WWE, <clears throat> I want to say that, you know, fans will know better than me. They, they, I think they did something Undertaker many years ago, somebody else. Something, uh, uh, look, it, it, there's no, I don't think it's any big, huge secret, but it's utilized with a trap door. Yeah, I think most people would know that, right, Dennis? You know, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, but, if you if you sat down and thought about it, it's like, all right, that makes the most sense. Yeah, and that's how it's done. But it's not as simple as that sounds. Like, oh, I would just have a carpenter put in a trap door. Yeah. <laughs> It's not it's not as easy as you think. That the construction is, they could build the trap door, no problem. <clears throat> the timing of it, dudes. Yo, how do you think the trap door opens? How do they do that? How do, and these are rhetorical questions. Please don't don't tweet me. I know how it's done. I'm just you gotta put to, an R at the end of it. Yeah, R in parentheses, <laughs> lowercase. Uh yeah, the you know, the it's <clears throat> it's um you could have a trap door, but how how does it open? Who opens it? How does that person open it when they know when these guys going to throw like go through the ring? Like, there's a lot of different ways, and you guys can figure it out. A lot of you guys are smart, and if you tweet me and ask me, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, so so don't bother tweet me about it. <laughs> Be honest. But um, I I don't think that uh, I I don't know I I don't think I don't think it I don't think it was bad what they did. I really don't. I, I just maybe it's just maybe I have an agenda because I I did it the first time with Bam Bam and you know and, and I know what we did was was an epic moment um, in my career something I'll never forget and was one of the coolest spots I've ever been a part of ever in my entire career and to see WWE just do it as a stunt was like really you know what I mean like so I appreciate all of you folks that have been tweeting me and. And Paul Heyman and saying how much better what we did was. It's very kind of you. And if Bam Bam was alive, and I'm sure you guys would be tweeting Bammer, you know. So uh, tonight they got this SmackDown Live, and it's in North Carolina and Charlotte. Maybe we'll see the Nate there. Natalia is going to wrestle Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is the go home here. For Survivor Series, so we had Mike on earlier, Johnson, he gave us some stale bread and uh, told us that there's a lot of raw talent there in the building, so we can expect some explosions. And uh, this should be pretty good tonight. I think SmackDown's going to be pretty good, as they say. You know, if they if the raw talent's there, I think they're going to give us a good go-home. You know what I mean? This is me, Dennis. He trying to redeem myself, get back in the HOF, see what I'm doing? I mean, Sick. as working with you long enough now, I can I, I feel that I can speak candidly. Might be too a little too late, buddy. Think so? 
Damn. You have to do some real schmoozing. But my mom used to say, it's never too late. You know, she used to say that a lot. It's never too late. Your mom sounds very inspirational. No, she would finish it, you dumbass, like that. (laughs) There's the kicker. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm just trying trying to curry favor. I'm trying to be just, you know. Hey, SmackDown's going to be great tonight. I mean, you would think with all the the free ideas you provide them that they would let a couple quote-unquote critical comments fall through the cracks. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. Hmm. No HOF. Those were the days, my friend. You know that song? I don't know that one. Like the 1940s, bro. My grandfather's an Italian. Oh, don't ask me to sing Italian. Look it up. What we got? Was it called Those Were the Days? I think so. Yeah. Those were the days, my friend. Can you just put lyrics in? Yeah, I, uh, was it a female, Mary Hopkin? Hmm. Um. We thought they'd never end. We'd see yeah. them dance forever and a day. Oh, yeah, see, now, but I know the melody. You don't know the melody. I don't. Um, and, we know, uh, and we know he's listening, otherwise I would just play the music. No, he is. no I know he's listening. I know he's listening. He's I'm always, always listening. listening. But people do, la, 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 la. That means they don't know the words. We're in fifth quarter, by the way. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Bring the wood today, baby. Yeah. Those were the days, my friend. The happy days. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Dude, that song's older than dirt, dude. It's... We're going to get in trouble? Uh, no. You getting any texts from him? Not yet, which surprises me. Oh, I just got one. Here it is. It just says, why? And then <laughs> says, stop, 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 stop. Why, why, why? Can you do it in his voice? Why? Just, just, why? Just, just, why? Why, why, why? Why? It just doesn't make any sense. <sighs> and then I get the, you can't blame Dennis for this one. I got that one. <laughs> and then he goes, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't even my doing. I know. I know. So this now is the Taz Show theme for when the Taz Show goes away. This is going to be perfect. You see where I'm going here, Dennis? This is perfect. Let's listen to the lyrics she just said. You have the lyrics in front of you, right? I do, yes. I uh, now- <laughs> Now I'm getting uh, reprimanded. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm getting serious texts from other people now. Uh, okay. All right. We will not play that anymore. But so that's why I had to listen live because you get to hear stuff like this. Um, so, I... yeah, I think let's do like a uh, we'll do a pickup here. Like, so this is like raw audio of the Taz show. We'll do a pickup, do an edit, take all that out of the podcast. And then we'll pick it up here. Three, two, one, buckle my shoe. So, Dennis, you know, there is a 
old song called Those Were the Days. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to write lyrics from that song. I would love to play it for you, but we can't. And then, you know what I mean? The, and the Mary my, Hopkins song, right? Yes, yes, correct. And then when the Taz show goes away, like this, these songs like, but the lyrics are interesting. Those were the days, my friends, the happy days, my friends. We thought they'd never end. I said it wrong. What's the lyrics? You got them? Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. We'd sing and dance forever and a day. Now, that, see those lyrics, that's the original lyrics, and they actually fit perfect for when the Taz show goes, c'est la vie, when it's gone. So we got to Taz it up is what you're saying. I know. I don't know. I got to figure it out. I got to get together with the team, um, and I got to talk with them. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe you can get Seth in on this. Maybe he should be the lead on this, singing this. He would actually, he'd probably really appreciate that. He, you know, he loves, actually, he loves uh, taking part in all our song uh, and dances. Hooray. I think he, would, hooray. <laughs> I think he would do a great job at this. I love Seth. He's the best. Put over Jones. This I is like appreciate ending, that. It's me ending the show saying, watch SmackDown. It's going to be great. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> late dollar short Jones. Yep, that's it. Those were the days, my friend. Uh, what's the second? The happy days? What is it? Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never That's end. That's it. We thought they'd never end. We're at five hondo and it's going away. No, that don't work. Goodbye. We need an opposite. Like Seth does hooray. We need him to do something like bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, it doesn't mean people are like, oh, my God, the Taz show's going away. Well, we don't know that. Just a, it's just a catchy song. Yeah. And things might change a little in 2018, so we don't. I mean, you kind of have a little more inside baseball on this. I've, you know, had meetings with you and other people, Dennis. Am I wording this the right way? I don't want people to, you know, I don't know how to say it the right way. Uh, the, the easiest way for you to describe it is there will be content of you speaking. <laughs> ah! Oh my God! So that sounds horrible. That's <laughs> drastic. <laughs> So fear not, fans. You will still be able to tear Taz. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got. There's a lot. There's a lot of different stuff. Some stuff's really. Cool. It's positive. Yeah. And we're not at liberty to discuss any further. I know. Imagine being in the UK. You can't even hear this right now. They're gonna be all stressed out. Yeah, they're not missing much. Um, anyway. those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. I'm gonna have this stuck in my head all day now. It is a catchy, it's catchy tune. tune. And it's catchy or what? Oh, super catchy. My mom loves that song. She wow. knows it. You've been sitting on this the whole time. Well, I'm. I am I gonna just talk into a dead mic, Dennis? Oh, you could have got in my ear and been like, "Hey, man, pop me up. I'll sing this song with you." Oh, I don't know this. The words. I mean, Shaggy. Do now. It. Simple. Those were the days, my friends. We thought they'd never end. We sang and danced in the streets till it rained. Something like that. Mary Hopkins Jones. Yeah. All right. We're done. Thanks for listening to Watch the Show. Gave me a lot of raw insight, detail, backstory, thoughts, opinion. Built some heat for myself, and we're good. 
Mm-mm-mm. On that note, I appreciate everybody who listened or you didn't watch today. You listened to the Taz Show live or maybe you listened to the podcast version. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for everybody who called the show, interacted on the Twitter. And that's that. All right, guys, enjoy. Spread the word of the show. Uh, for everybody uh, at the Gimmick Clubhouse, I am Taz. You are not. Goodbye. Screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They moving. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at Going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping.